Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petri. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence with urgent assist. By CPS Protect, you can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultants can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code SLAMTHEGAVEL for 10% off your first year of urgent assist. And this is available in all 50 states. I have another announcement. Bradley's mother, Narcus Golan, passed away last fall of 2022. Bradley is autistic and needs structured routine and therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to the Italian social services. If he's ruled to go back, he will face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system where he can't speak or understand the language. He will then be taken away from the only family he has ever known. And we have Judge Ann Donnelly to thank for this. Please call Governor Hochul at 518-474 8390. That's Governor Hochul, 518-474-8390 to please keep Bradley here safe in these United States. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. I have a return guest and a new guest. I have attorney Eric Wafer on and his client, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been on my podcast, season two, episode 80 and season three, episodes 13 and 23. And they're here to explain that they're at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals dealing with family court issues in Sonoma County, California. And they're also going to talk about Title IV enforcement and how they were refused a hearing. And then they were trying to cover up for refusing their hearing. And we're going to talk about Commissioner Fightmaster. What a name for a judge. I welcome you both to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. And I don't know who to begin with first, but uh Um, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks for having me back, Marianne, and having my lawyer, Eric Wafer, on. We appreciate the time on your show. Definitely. It's an honor. Before we get this out there, um, Eric is an amazing civil rights attorney. Um, He's definitely made a difference in my case. I know we've talked about it on your show before. And um, let's have Eric say a few words. So there's a lot of corruption going on here. I, I guess California, from what I'm hearing from a lot of parents, is just full of it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, throughout. I mean, Pennsylvania was number four in the country in corruption wow. after Mississippi, uh, Alabama, and Louisiana. Uh, so uh, um, California, the issue with California I'm sorry, Mark, am I hijacking you, buddy? No, 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 no. All by all means, roll. The issue, issue, I think, with California is the people here aren't better or worse than anywhere else. Um, Obviously, the the mean is the mean, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is there's so many people here. Uh, So the state legislature is the same since, say, 1935. But the population has grown from 7 million to 44, 45, 48, depending upon the legal count. Uh, so maybe 50 million 
which means the, the whole point of that is, is that the state legislature, the people who can get fired every two years by the population, if they don't do their job, have been watered down as far as representative to per capita. And so you have um, a bureaucracy taking the place of elected representatives of interfacing with the citizens of California. And obviously you can't fire a bureaucracy. Um, I mean, trying to replace a social worker, my God, they're like cockroaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sued, sued, sued. And mostly they get promoted and moved. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the essence of a bureaucracy, right? It's like uh, something out of Kafka or the movie Brazil. I mean, it's, 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 so that would be where uh, I think the rubber hits the road in California is that the corruption is no better than Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts is really no better than Louisiana. Um, and Pennsylvania is right right there with everybody else. But the representative to person is so thrown out of whack that there is nobody to complain to. Mm-hmm. So you're left with the courts. And the courts, I don't think we're designed to be fixing everybody's problems. I believe that was the state legislature that was designed to fix everybody's problems. And so so, so I think that's where California starts to stand out or why people have such a disconnect or feeling of disconnect. And uh, and they're not wrong. It's not worse in other places. It's just you don't have as much of a say. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tip your waiters. We'll be here all week. Oh, <laughs> quite all right. <laughs> but you've got a lot on your plate. Um, because I've looked at everything Mark has sent me. The um, exhibits. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, how you pointed things out where you had things, you know, uh, highlighted red and then the the blue lines. You had everything organized. Way better than I did. Um, oh, that's not me. That's our uh, our private investigator, a uh, John Galbu. A uh, he's uh, oh, I I am the least organized of the whole of the three of us. Um, <laughs> but uh, between Mark and our private investigator, they did almost all the work on that. I just uh, put it in the file. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. But but Eric. Is- Eric, from all the attorneys I've worked with, and you know, I, with what I do for a living, I've worked with over 400 different attorneys. I've only met a handful of attorneys that are this thorough with what they do. I mean, Eric went all the way down to the legislature of California, enacted this law. Here's what they said. I mean, he went through it line by line, and we did it for like two weeks. We went through all the briefing stuff line by line and made sure everything was concrete to the law and correct. And that's something, you know, not many family law recipients receive. Mm-hmm. And especially because if you go with a local attorney, which you know for, uh, I've been on your show for years, I've tried to get local attorneys. And I mean, I got guys will say, you know, hey, Here's my Westlaw. Here's my password. Just go use it if you want. They'll talk with me about it, but don't ask me to crap in the courtroom. I got to go make a living in because my cases from then on, the minute I challenge that judge, I'm screwed, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's something a lot of people live through. 
very poor representation um, or lack of decent representation where I feel in this instance and at this point in my case, after 21 years in court, 76 hearings, 15 judges, I've got grade A counsel representation here. And I got somebody that can handle um, whatever they're going to throw at us. He's being too kind. Hey, uh, so hey, uh, just tell him the price is right. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, but no, seriously, uh, if you like the handiwork on the text, uh, that was, again, Mark and our private investigator. What's the, what's the name of his company? Marion what? John, John Govello Investigations. And this, uh, and so he, he's the one. Arizona. Who, he's the one who went through everything and redlined everything. And, and, and juxtaposed back and forth. I mean, he didn't catch it, but he's the one who fully developed the uh, uh, the, the the whys and wherefores of that transcript. So we, we're not going to take credit for other people's work. How about that? Fair enough. Yeah. And John Govello, I've worked with him for close to a decade now as his, uh, I'm his guy in the Bay Area here because he works out of Arizona. He used to work in uh, Marin County in law enforcement before he became a PI. And then, like most people in California, it just is getting too expensive. You know, you sneeze, it's $10 for a gallon of milk out here and $20 yeah. for a gallon of gas. Scottsdale, Arizona isn't exactly the, the, the bushes, you know. I mean, uh, so... I think you just went for the climate. But anyhow, so what is your next question, ma'am? Well, what is going on with the um, the uh, Title 4D enforcement where they, when they refused your hearing and then you called them on it and then they tried to cover it up or or, or denied that happened, like, uh, like always? Go ahead, well, Mark. I went to... Mark lives for I that went question. To, I could... I took it to federal court, as you know. I mm. argued in front of Judge William Warwick III. I did three rounds with him, got my butt handed to me and scooted out of the court. But I still had that evidence of the fraud upon the court. So with help of some friends, you know, that helped me out in the family law thing that we all do here, um, we, we found a federal rule of procedure, a Rule 60, um, that allows them to reopen the case based on if there was an actual fraud. But um, we found out that the fraud has a one-year statute of limitations. But just below that in the rules, in the 60, it's a 60D3. Um, it allows them to reopen it for fraud upon the court. And there is no statute of limitations for that crime. And so I motioned to get it opened. I was denied twice. And that's when Eric stepped in and we're filing in the Ninth Circuit that you know, fraud upon the court is a lot more serious than they're taking it or they've been taking me, but they're going to take us a lot more serious now with Eric fighting. And with the rule 60 being that there was one year statutes, um, what, I mean, why not two? There's usually a two year. I, I mean, I don't know why they did that. I'm sure that's. I, I can chime in here for a brief second. If you, um, for your viewers, if, I don't know how many people listen to this or, or what, why they listen. Um, but if there's some self-help gurus out there, 
And this is not legal advice. This is just pointing out the key elements of what Mark just said was you got to keep an eye on your statute of limitations and that's 60D, right? Mm-hmm. And then yes. um, and then you have to get out of pro pair status because the federal court, the federal judiciary takes their job, generally speaking, very seriously, uh, depending upon who nominated them. But a uh, the pro pair is only going to get you so far, mm-hmm. and pleading poverty is going to put a mark on you as well. Mm-hmm. And so, even though some of this is helpful for the self help people, which probably gravitate towards your podcast, you have to be aware of the reefs under the waterline you know what i mean the coral there will will tear you up a uh if you get caught in it right mark yep tell her about your by the reefs (laughs) oh no (laughs) well as we know i i keep coming back but yeah i've gotten torn up every time otherwise i wouldn't still be fighting how many hearings uh, 76 total that I counted <laughs> in the court summary. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that's great. That that shows tenacity. And uh, 15 well, judges later. <laughs> as, as you've been told before, Marion, I haven't seen my kids together since 2008. I got to see my son for one hour in 2012. And this local court in Sonoma County wants to keep coming after me. So it's fight or die, mm-hmm. and I don't have a desire to die, so I keep swinging. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's it's an elephant we all face that the family court is, and my theory has always been: if you keep punching an elephant, you will find a soft spot at some point and make it move. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lay down and die, and I'm not going to give up on my fight for my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm... Go ahead, Eric. Oh, I said, or get trampled. If you want to use the punching an, ele- an elephant, a, uh, a uh, you know, there's always always a turning around and turning you in tomato based <laughs> splat. Yeah. But it, so there you have it. Do you think, uh, you know, federal court, uh, you know, they're famous for not looking at exhibits and just ruling them irrelevant and then just dismissing the case? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's yeah. The, I mean, we're not going to fix the pro pair status and how they get handled, but uh, there's very few pro pairs that win in federal court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll let you in the door. Now also, with what we've submitted, um, you're looking at over ten years of the court itself violating the law. And we have the evidence. Ah, we're moving to the meat and potatoes of this. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we moved into the boring backstory, and now we're into the present tense, uh, which is uh, full of blood and mayhem. Yeah. And for change, it's not Mark's. Yeah. Poor Mark. Yeah. Poor, poor you, because you're going through this with him. Ah, uh, no. This is just a job. But it's a fun one, though. Oh. Yeah. 
a um if we could move um is that there's kind of some interesting underbellies here uh i was trying to talking to mark a little bit earlier before this um this is when i hijack your interview go ahead a uh is corruption mm-hmm. um every one of my cases uncovers a cesspool of corruption uh, we don't necessarily get to the bottom of it but it's there mm-hmm. and i think it goes back to uh the, my previous uh rant regarding um the diminishment of state representatives and the increase of bureaucracies. We have, we don't have oversight and we don't have anybody holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, uh, Mark's case, we have a, a judge who, I see, how do we not get sued for defamation and say this, but we being truthful. Her rather unorthodox behavior on the bench has continued, has lasted for a really long period of time. And what we've uncovered as of last week was that they've been making her unorthodox behavior on the bench. Um go away mm-hmm. and that they and by going away is the transcripts which is the evidence of what happened in that court seem to either disappear or her unorthodox behavior gets edited out and so when you go to appeal it you'll find that everything was just fine in that court they treated you with kid gloves so there's nothing to appeal. The impact right, it hit. looks like they're respecting the rights. And the difference between a murderer and a serial killer is the body count. And in this Title IV D court, it looks like we have more of a serial killer scenario where Mark and his modified transcripts are not probably not even the last just the one in front of us. And then we have another case going back that say, what, what was the year mark? 2011? Um, uh, Paul yeah, South- Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul Southwick around 2011 has been fighting. And we found out about a week ago that his transcript was modified as well. And he didn't even notice it, which must have hurt. But, <laughs> a uh, you know, so much for fighting. You know, he's, seriously, he's been fighting for almost as long as... Uh, uh, Mark's been fighting. How many years, Mark? I'm in my 21st year. Isn't that crazy? August 24th will be 21 years. That's that's 40% of my life fighting for my kids instead of being a father. I'm so if you weren't, you definitely will be insane after. <laughs> I've seen it drive some people crazy. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, yeah, the support group for people going through this grind, oh. and then there's the what happens afterwards. That's an interesting and it's interesting interview for for uh, one of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Is get the uh, winners of these cases and ask them. So how's it feel? 
are there really any winners? Yeah, you, you nail LA or Orange County for 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 fourteen million or, or or nine, and you have the common sense to get the heck out of Dodge and go to Italy or or Egypt or wherever, so they can't take retaliation. I mean, that, that'll take the edge off of. I mean, you're not going to get your years back, but there's a reason why they call it damages. Mm-hmm. Don't get it unless you've been banged up, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you'd have to ask them because they'd be the ones to tell you more introspectively: uh, is 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 it? Do they, did they really win, or 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 uh, you know, can they look over their shoulders? Yeah. Uh, so, but anyhow, we know some really good people who won. And they do give back. They give their money back. They help those that are starting the process. So there's a little community there. But uh, I don't think you're ever the same. Mm-mm. Mark, you tell her. You're no, the victim. I'm not the same after this. I mean, you know, my kids, the last time I saw them, they were 13 and 11. You know, they're now in their 20s and they're so damaged by this. No, this this has had reprehensible um ramifications on my kids and my family as my ex-wife used to say to me quite often i just don't know when to stop fighting for something if i if i'm going for it if it's something i'm going to fight for i will fight until i prevail failure is not an option tell them your superpower mark my superpower is not dying in court in this case i mean they've been trying to kill me for years Federal Judge Oreck ruled that there would be no more submissions in this case. The Ninth Circuit, the last time I faced him, when Eric wasn't my attorney, ruled there would be no more submissions in this case. And yet, here I am. Mm -hmm. That's the superpower. His cases never die. So much for invisibility, Mm -hmm. flight. Mark's Mark's is uh, his cases don't die. And that's also and the and the other go ahead, Marianne. Oh, I was gonna say, well, you know, um, thanks to you know, rule sixty D three that you can there's yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of us who've gotten into this, I mean, I know enough law to be dangerous, but (laughs) as Eric has taught, I mean, I've learned so much just working with him on this current paper. And still, I can only imagine what it would be like to go to paralegal school or law school um, to be able to do this on the level that he does it. Because, I mean, you know, you think when you're fighting, you think you're good when you're pro per and you're trying. But you don't understand what it's really like until you get a real attorney that sits down and, you know, he takes it as, you know, the case that it is. And... (laughs) What did you say, Eric? I give you about two nuggets a day. Mm. Yeah, Mark is good for two real good insights a day. Oh. And that's it. That is it. He's not going to have a third one. But he, <laughs> two good ones are valued. They do. They move the needle. But that's it. They, not everything else is painful. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. as, we, as I just would I give you on Friday? Um, the fact that the CEO of the Sonoma County Superior Court is suing the court after being fired and one of her causes of action was judicial misconduct. 
Yeah, we haven't looked behind that curtain yet. That's the curtain uh, that's yet. Well, you did find uh, the good newspaper. Mm -hmm. so, you've had a good week. Hmm. Well, he is good for two shots a day. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. The rest of them? Nah. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And, and he has no problem shooting me down when I head down the wrong road. Ah, uh, yeah. No, no. Well, it's guidance. Eh, that's one way of putting it. Very, very polite way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a good attorney is going to give you the right guidance and not lead you down a path of, of um, oh. Especially if you picked up, if I'm on the phone and I have to suffer him. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and he honestly. He will listen to whatever I come up with. And at certain times it's to a point, And at other times it's, we'll keep talking. You might have something there. But he yeah. researches everything thoroughly. Yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't want to cut them off too soon. Because you don't know. Maybe they have something. Because he does. He is right twice a day, like a broken clock. So uh, we need to <laughs> hang in there and see what he's got. Mm-hmm. But, you know, both of those times, he's right, has been really helpful. So there you have it. Mm -hmm. The reason why he talks this way is that we're putting together this ninth circuit. And Mark is um, um, had all the information about the case because he's been living and breathing the case. Mm -hmm. So when we're writing it, there's times we have to write quietly. So I'll just kick him off the phone. And then there's other times where you're trying to go over to get the exactly the right details and his he was the client or he was there so he's an eyewitness to all this uh is kind of a key uh for certain parts of the brief writing you know mm -hmm. and then he ended up being a very good proofreader so um after a while kind of caught on to the whole how sentence structure is supposed to sound and how paragraphs are supposed to sound and and you know so takes time what do you call it? Massaging? Yeah, he do massaging it with the coconut oil. Yeah. That was their joke about it. We'll, we'd, write, we'd write a section, and then a day later, we'd go over it again, and this come out. I'll move that over there. Um, so everything flowed nicely. I, I learned a lot about how law is supposed to flow mm -hmm. in front of, you know, the higher judiciary, how you have to spell it out in, in a certain pattern in a certain way. And also, um, these two other transcripts that we submitted with Barbara Monroe and Paul Southwick, I was witnessed in their case. I've been in court with Barbara many a times and seen what she's gone through. I, in fact, know there's another transcript which she hasn't located, but um, there was an entire section where I heard her tell the court that there was going to be litigation. They were trying to make her take a certain visitation program. And she's like, I'm suing them. There's going to be litigation. Why are you referring this? And when we got the transcript, that whole section was missing. And then um, Paul Southwick as well. Um, at the end of my transcript, the ones that they altered, you see, ma'am, you're aware of the Southwick matter. Because I watched 
Paul's interaction with Commissioner Fightmaster. I watched her take his driver's license, slam the gravel on the bench on the you know the bench, and walk off because he was asking for a hearing for his contractor's license. And then again, as a witness to this, it shows you know with those transcripts and the subsequent order from his appeal in front of Judge Schaefer that you know they're not doing anything about it. I mean, even Judge Schaefer in my case, I caught my ex-wife's lawyer lying in court where the judge, she goes, um, Your Honor, this wasn't my client or her daughter. This was an anonymous third party that saw him touching the child in the park. And apparently there's a police report. And I turn around and then she says, do you have anything to ask her? And I said, well, do you have this certain document in your thing? And she had that document, made her open it up and start reading it. And lo and behold, the person who turned the whole thing when was my ex-wife. And she looks at the judge, she goes, I may have misspoken, Your Honor. And she goes, and you may be wrong. And the judge specifically put it in the court summary. I was exonerated of all allegations. But she did nothing to my ex-wife or her attorney for putting me through this for six years. Um, even after all that, one hour with my son after four years of no visitation. I mean, I was happy to get my, see my son, you know. But the thought is, you know, why didn't she do something drastic and say, you know, this father needs to see his children. These children have a right to see their father. I mean, that's a, we've talked before about the Hardwick lawsuit, and that was from the child suing, you violated my rights to my mother. In my case, my kids are going to have a lawsuit, you violated my rights to my father. You were supposed to do something about this. I don't necessarily say I wanted them to put my ex-wife in jail or anything. I mean, some other of my kids. But I damn sure wanted the court to admonish them and, you know, balance the visitation thing out. And there was nothing of the kind. And then you develop people like me who just consistently keep coming in there swinging. And between me and Paul Southwick, Paul Southwick went through the state appeals court. And because I had that violation of the Administrative Procedures Act, um, I went to the federal court because I had exhausted my administrative remedy by being denied it. And that was where I got to say, hey, I was denied what I was rightfully supposed to get by the law. And that's something Eric pointed out in magnanimous detail in the briefing. I mean, the things that um, Judge Oreck shot down in the federal case uh, with that Roker-Fellman doctrine to not even be able to look at it. Eric did what? What would, what would they say? It was 15 pages, Eric? <laughs> yeah, we went light. A, uh, yeah, the, 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 I don't know, the... What's really interesting about Mark's case here, and this is probably going to lose audience members, is that you have Rooker Feldman versus the now famous uh, Abalera. So you have two big um, American legal theories running right at each other. And hopefully the Ninth Circuit is uh, going to be interested in that. Because this is... Title IV D court is like one step above small claims. Hmm. I mean, it, it is traffic court and Title IV D court are the lowest courts in the land, right? Uh, and they're the most commonly visited by normal Americans. Uh, so those are, are 
and you don't need attorneys for them. Um, and uh, somehow it's made it to the ninth. And the ninth is like the thinking judge, the thinking circuit. I mean, uh, the, the right beneath the Supreme Court. So having a Title Four D court in the Ninth Circuit is uh, a rarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, I imagine the judges holding their nose a little bit of uh, we're doing what about what with who. Um, and I mean, uh, like uh, Marshall versus Marshall, the federal judiciary does not like getting involved. In family courts, they 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 avoid it at all costs, actually. Um, but somehow, for Mark's care case, has just happened to cross over two conflicting lines of American legal theory, which is Rooker Feldman versus Abelera. So it is still Title Four D court with this nothing money and this. Nothing substantive is now sitting in the middle of that, which is absolutely fascinating. And the Ninth Circuit dominates that. They are the titans of both Abelera and challenging Rooker Feldman. So this is going to be very, very interesting to see how this works out. Of who trumps it? You have Rooker Feldman saying, no, you can't. And you have Abelera saying, yes, you must. And there's a little Title IV decor with Mark waving his arms up and down and jumping around and going, notice me, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Or did I I'm not a small guy. I've usually noticed. Yeah. So do you, do you understand where, where, where we're headed with this? Mm-hmm. No, maybe. Yeah. Well, you have to hope that Abelera, Al- Al- am I pronouncing that right? Uh, they, they mm-hmm. go up with that side and not the Rooker Feldman because that's just bad news. Well, the, yeah, obviously Rooker Feldman is the, uh, is the enemy or the, 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 the gatekeeper for all pro pairs. That's how, you know, the, the, the federal judiciary says au revoir. And they always give you that pat on the back. She did pretty good there, son, you know, just come back when you made some money and hired an attorney. Huh? Uh, so the Rooker Feldman, um, but Abelera, what's interesting is, is that because do you mind if I get into the legal matter of this case or yeah, go ahead, that acceptable because we did the, the woe is me stuff. So now we have the, what is happening mm-hmm. Abelera. What happened is that when the title court especially the one in sonoma doesn't either they don't have the mental capacity the arrogance or they don't have we're not sure what motive it is they don't seem to recognize or follow any uh of the court's uh rules of civil procedure Mm -hmm. in mark's case in particular or uh case precedent this is uh I, i i think a term um, we're not going to mention the kangaroo word, but if you're not following rules of civil procedure or recognizing case precedent, then you're kind of a court onto yourself. You're an island onto yourself. And so the pro pairs go in there, and they've done a really good job. Like Paul Southwick, I mean, 
that guy missed a career as being an attorney. He he was he was right on it. Um, but they just don't care, and they tell that Mark. What what what's, what just told you? The only court, the only only law that matters is what. Oh yeah, uh, Shelley Averill said after I read Abilera verbatim from the opinion in her courtroom, she said, "Doesn't apply to you. You're going to pay the bill." And the only law that applies is forty two. 51. That's the creation of the family code. That's the California Family Code that created Title IV D court. Basically, the only court that matters is our court. So here we are now on the ninth, which is the bastion of legal precedent. And we have uh, holding a court accountable, hopefully, who doesn't seem to recognize any of that. Maybe take a look at their motion to dismiss. You'll see they still don't recognize any of that. Hmm. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. And for anyone listening, the Abelera was that when the court reached jurisdiction by not granting Mark his guaranteed right to have an administrative hearing, which he was going to lose, by the way, uh, but he was still guaranteed it under California Family Civil Code. And when they denied mm-hmm. that, they breached their jurisdiction. And when the court breached their jurisdiction, then the federal courts have a duty under Abolera to step in and uh, regulate it. So that's the conflict between Rooker Feldman. Hey, hey, stay out. Don't turn the federal judiciary into a appellate court for the states, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fair enough. The states have their own appellate courts. But then you have breaches of jurisdiction like this. And that's where Blair is saying the federal judiciary has to step in because you can't have courts running around really nilly doing whatever they like. And they are. Oh, this one in particular is, is special. Ed. It's ferocious. And it would seem that from our experience that the Ninth Circuit is very firm on rules. Oh yeah. Yeah, your word count is off by one or two and those and the clerks will send your, your filing right back at you with a, a note to please count better. And if you need help, here's the handbook. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They are sticklers. Like like uh it's a, it's a whole nother level from regular federal. So anyhow, we're looking forward to it. And, you know. So what else grabbed you and what I sent to Marianne? I'm sorry, what was that? So what else grabbed you with what I sent you? You know, when you saw that, you know, you found that they had um, messed up, how did you feel? I was it's just another defeat that makes me fight longer. Mm-hmm. I was just very, I was very lucky and very blessed to cross paths with uh, Eric over dog issues. Aren't they all? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you were lucky to to find attorney Eric. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to take this case. Oh no, I, I I didn't want this case at all. This is this sounded like a mess. 
But Mark, and then you got into it. Mark can't be stopped. He doesn't take a hint. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And now, and now all of a sudden we're in the middle of Abelair versus Rooker Feldman. So that's a, that's quite a change of, uh, cause this title 4d, I didn't want to do family court to begin with. I didn't take a single family court lesson in law school. It's kind of horrible. Yeah. I mean, who the heck wants to do that for a living? Uh, years. And, 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 and now that I'm in it, Oh, it still is horrible. <laughs> and I still <laughs> love to do it for a living. This is just horrible. Because mm-hmm. at, at least when you're dealing with corporations behaving badly, well, they probably have it coming. And if you've got gangsters for clients, well, this is the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. So that you don't get the crying so much. But when you got like dead babies or people's kids being grabbed by, you know, um, power tripping social workers mm-hmm. uh, is uh yeah i know he's um a, you know this is you know this is almost as bad as a human rights um so i uh we are because i did like what eight years in haiti and a couple years in burma so this is right back to those days where you make sure when you go to when you work you work in the mornings so you have time to process so by the time it comes time to bed, you're not having horrible dreams. Oh my goodness, it does. Mark's case is 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 uh, nobody died, and uh, I mean he got royally worked over. Mm-hmm. Um, and sounds like they're that the the wheel is turning, and uh, the other side is going to discover. How does it feel to get royally worked over? Uh, uh, so, so, so this is a nice little break. This is almost academic now, mm-hmm. with some uh, who who murdered who in the boardroom clue vibe. So it's a combination of, of professorial law and clue, and that's pretty much Sonoma Title Four D Court. You know, did I lose you guys? Nope, I'm still here. I think we lost her. Oh, I'm here. So, like with 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 Title Four D Court, um, if you are pro per, they do still provide the um, uh, like an attorney. Well, we have over here. We have a domestic relations. We don't call it Title Four D Court, but um, do they provide an attorney for someone who's pro per over there or no? Only when they're charging you with contempt, they will give you an attorney. That was one of the big turning points with the transcripts. When I got the second one, they had written my court-appointed attorney out of the transcript. And as Eric so casually put it, um, they tried to look like a gentler and more caring Title IV-D court when, in fact, they were actually screwing me royally. The uh, family civil code here is they they recognize how vulnerable people are and they and sonoma family court itself has recognized how vulnerable people are and they've kind of gone out of their way to try to soften that the administrative hearing was a mechanism for softening that 
having a second judge who's a specialist look at certain parts of the case, uh, having uh, assets to help people like Mark navigate it. So they're, 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 they, they recognize the vulnerability um, and, uh, and they try supposedly they make efforts to help. Mm-hmm. But all, you know, best wishes of, you know, best plans of mice and men, right? Uh, yeah, you still end up by yourself mm-hmm. at the lowest life when your entire existence is being called into question. Mm-hmm. And it depends upon the judge or the commissioner in this case and uh, the, the individuals, you know? You get a good judge, you get a good commissioner. You know, well, it goes interesting. You get a bad one, well, you get Mark. So you have it. So when when they you know recognize how vulnerable people are, they're just they're just uh, soft selling. It's like vampires in blood. It's like vampires in blood. Uh huh. So it's like vampires in blood. Or sharks in a chum. A uh, but so yeah, so it's a it's a bit of a there's temptation there because also it's a business. Title four D court apparently isn't business to collect money, so it is a the California Franchise Tax Board or uh, version for the federal government, and it's collecting funds. So you know, let's not pretend it's anything but that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you owe money. And you're gonna pay it, and they're not really interested. And the family court make more than all the other courts combined. So they sure do. Uh, they have to come in, come in prepared for that. Mm-hmm. To cash. What are you gonna do about it? You know. Um, do you know how many cents on the dollar they collect on every dollar? Paid support. Do you, I mean, do you know that at all? I was told by uh, Paul Southwick that he researched it and it was 90 cents on the dollar. I mean, that's why the two transcripts we didn't get from Becky Rasmason, that's why all she was interested was is getting it because they had closed my order. So she wanted to get a new order on the books. And I had challenged her jurisdiction. Um, she had a conflict because she had given me advice in my case before, but she was determined to hear it. And she starts going, you know, you have a you have a cell phone and you have an earpiece and you look like you're fine. And up until that point, I exercised my right to remain silent. And I try to say, ma'am, you say I'm fine. I'm, I'm an ADA recipient. I'm three time heart patient. And um, she didn't want to hear that. And she made an order to pay on the interest $349 a month. And she wasn't even interested in getting the child support itself. They just want an ongoing payment so they can match it with federal funding. I mean, that's just so disgusting. Uh, you know, the same thing that happened to you kind of happened to me. Our, our case is a little bit similar. Um, also, did your judge increase or inflate your arrears as well? No, they just they just let it be. Mine just kept growing. Because once my ex-wife lied in court, um, 
And at that point, we had had the first transcript of those two that were doctored. And we and I knew about the added paragraph because I was never offered a hearing. Um, we I just kept at it, you know, to keep fighting. And eventually they've got a notice. I never got the hearing. And that has to matter. Well, they've got to see that this, you know, the right thing was not done. I mean, how, how do you feel about all of that? That, you know, I mean, do you think, you know, is justice out there? I, mean, well, I, I expect that's where I'm hoping with. That's where I'm hoping with Eric, we are going to get justice here because um, it's a it's a big step in the right direction. If if I can't get justice in this, nobody mm. can have hope in getting justice in these smaller cases. And I dare not say mine is the worst because every time I've said that, I get a phone call within a day or two of somebody who literally dwarfs me. Mm. That is so sickening. I mean, it, it's all it's all greed. It's all, you know, uh, making a person a slave. Hey, Sonoma County paying for that huge addition on the courthouse was something, and it's you know, not pocket change. Yeah. So when do you think? I mean, you know, when will all this happen? I mean. When you go in for your hearing or well, right now the defense has put in the motion for summary judgment and Eric answered that and we gotta wait for that motion to be answered and then we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. uh, how long do you have to wait, do you think? Is it gonna be like six months or eight months? Uh, how long do you think? That's a better question for Eric. Who knows? Who knows? The Ninth Circuit is in no rush to do nothing, um, and we're okay. I mean, a, uh, I mean, we still got some business to take care of with Title Four D Court, um, but a um, as far as as far as that stuff is concerned, who knows? Mm. One is your client calling you every day about. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kidding, kidding. Love you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Hey, we also talk about judo. It can't. It can't. This is. I mean, the the, the aspect is, is is horrific. Um, but you got to get past that. I mean, you can't 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 Eliakin professionally on that. I mean, these, that's my tell Mark, and Mark's pretty good at that. Uh, so, so, I mean, they made an interesting uh, uh, motion to dismiss, uh, mentioned in Mark's poverty a couple times hmm. with a prerogative, which I thought was fascinating. Remember, Title 4D is the court that most Americans see besides traffic. And they took great, um, great, great, great effort to point out his uh, level of wealth. Very nice. Nice touch there. Um, mm. But a uh, but we got other things going on regarding we don't have to sit and wait. We are pursuing law enforcement on the fraud and the fraud aspect because these transcripts were obviously 
doctored, mm-hmm. which is multiple felonies. Okay. Uh, so we're hoping to see some progress there. And uh, so there, there, there's a couple different ways to cook cook this cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so like our time or should I say Mars time. It sounds very promising. Well, you know, Mars superpower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's different ways to finish this. And um, the essence of fraud is that it's being done in the dark. Mm-hmm. And as the saying goes, I don't know who came up with it, but it always seems to my African-American friends who quoted to me of what is done in the dark will be exposed in the light. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, we have a little bit of flashlight there and hoping that some of the, the, the big players come in and pursue this because um, if you are forging transcripts or you are manipulating transcripts, did I lose it? No. Is, uh, this undermines the belief in the American jurisprudence of your common citizen. Um, And you can't have that. Mm -hmm. You lose faith in the law. And uh, whether you like it or not, whether you had a bad experience or not with it, it's what keeps our country together. I mean, it predates our country. Our country was founded on it. We obviously don't follow it all the time. And it's selectively done. And obviously the wealthy... As in, as in all things, get the better of it, but it is the glue that ties us together. Uh, uh, keeps us separate from the savages, I guess. Uh, so, um, so we'll see if uh, the, the the big fishies take it as seriously as we do. And from the sounds of it this week, they do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear. Our little Title Four D, nobody, nothing case is hitting just by happenstance a whole bunch of big red buttons. Abelera, fraud from within the court, upon the court. Like we don't know who doctored those cases, but it won't be very hard for someone with a subpoena and a knock that lets you know that God is at your door <laughs> to find out. Mm-hmm. Can't win them all, man. Well, I really hope you win this one. Because Yes. Listen, but you know, you never know. I I'd like to see family court abolished. I don't think it serves any earthly purpose. I don't know what you think, but you know, it should just be taken down to civil court and you can have a six man jury. Uh, are you talking about the, the family equity? The the family court, the uh, the uh, who gets to have the kid court, or the who gets to pay to keep the kid court? No, but maybe both of them. How about how about that? I mean, something's got to be done with family court because nothing is ever done right in family court. Mm. And that's probably not by uh, happenstance either. By the way, there's that word. Um. Well, it, I have never been part of the family court personally until professionally. Um, 
and there is some peculiarities that kind of red flag it that probably need reform. Um, but the problem is, is that its whole purpose, according to um, our research from Mars case, is just to raise money. It's a tax collecting agency uh, that was designed to help defray the cost of orphanages and uh, and that uh, back in the day. Um, so you know, so I don't think it was ever designed with empathy in mind. Mm-hmm. And now that now that we've kind of grown up as a country, kind of, or in the process of growing up, um, is uh, the question is is are people's rights being protected at that stage? I think we're a bit more concerned about rights than say when Title Four D Court was created. Um, and as long as they're, as long as we keep fighting amongst the litigants, the court keeps making money. It takes two. A, uh, you don't have to use it, man. You don't, you don't have to go that route. A, uh, so uh, that is, Mark made a really good point there. Yeah. You invite the government in, and if you do anything, and what easier people to pick off. Yeah, like anything with foster care, they don't come in CPS or DCF or whoever operates in your in your state. They have to be invited in. They don't come in by themselves. And nothing good happens. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, not, yeah. I'm how sorry. about the What was that? I said, how about them Steelers? Yeah. <laughs> Go pick wow. it. Well, I'm so glad I had you both on. I'd like to have you back on for an update with this case. Sure. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Down the road, definitely. Hey, it's, it's, not a, it's not as rainy and dreary here as a, uh, a Pittsburgh, you know? I mean, they got Mark, but he's giving it back. Mm-hmm. And and you know they they took a chunk out of his butt, and now he's uh, coming for what's his. You know this is not the this is nobody died here. Lives were kind of wrecked, but their lives may be getting wrecked as well now. <laughs> well, so, what goes around comes around. I mean, you stay stick around long enough, it certainly does. So it's, this is not the uh, you know Mark is not crying. You know, he, he's a warrior there. And uh, we just, you know, deal with what we deal with and what we got. They make the rules. We have to abide by them. And then we hold them accountable with their own rules. And we beat them to death. Amen. Mm-hmm. You go after the big guys that make the rules. You have to use the rules against them. Mm-hmm. And you match it up with the timelines. And then you strangle them with the timelines and the rules. Very hard to BS both the rules and the time. Keep an eye on that calendar and the rules and get them. Yeah. 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 This is not woe is me stuff. And you're catching Mark on a good week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They get us, we go after them. Back and forth, 
and then maybe American society civilizes a bit, maybe mellows out a little bit, mm-hmm. and you guys can talk about the horrible days when you experienced this portion of American law while it was still basically unregulated cowboys squeezing the little guy for any pennies they got, which is what Title IV D court is at the moment. Mm-hmm. But if they, they wanted Only to change court. Register. What was Only that? court I've ever seen with a cash register in it. <laughs> That's a great quote. I mean, I think I don't think there's anything more to be said after that. I think I think I think I think I think I think it is, man. I think that's it. That's your that's your caption for this interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, Mark is really good twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I turn- <laughs> he got one of his two, and, and that was it. Yeah. So. Well. Attorney Eric, how can people reach you if they have any questions? Oh, that sounds horrible. Well, do you want them to come through me? And then I'll just I'll just get the questions and give them to you. Yeah, that's probably good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause here's the thing is, I mean, you gotta be careful about um giving advice when you're in, in states where you're not licensed. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm um I'm in federal court here in the night because I'm 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 uh, I'm in that court, but I'm licensed out of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So a uh, giving advice online or on the phone or, or wherever um, is one really good way to get dinged up. Yeah. And when you pick fights with the government, you got to be really careful mm-hmm. about uh, not giving the opportunity to uh, ding you back, you know? Exactly. Because people are as petty as you think they are. Oh, yeah. nasty. It's surprising me how petty they are. Oh yeah, you're muck a muck or or whatever. You'd be above the fray, but oof, that's like a PTA PTA meeting. Yeah, Except or forum, right? Or an HOA meeting. Oh, even worse. Is there anything <laughs> worse? Oh my god. Yeah. Again, how what what we come up with to make our lives more miserable? <laughs> I don't know. Title 4D. It's like something out of Shakespeare and set in Scotland, you know? Yeah. Instead of three witches over a cauldron, HOA meeting, your grass long. Anyhow. Definitely. Uh, Mark, how can anyone reach you if they have any questions? Uh, same thing. You can, you can uh, get my video off of YouTube. Um my email is not to be taken away at live.com, exactly as it sounds. And my phone number is attached to the YouTube video for those who want to call and uh, if they got a moment to talk. Great. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petri, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here in the future with attorney Eric Wafer and Mark Andrews and other exciting guests. Thank you so very, very much. Petri, you got some family in Beaver County? In Beaver? Uh, I think there there is, but I... My husband's not related to them. Oh, okay. Because I went to school with a with a Petri, yeah, uh, and Beaver. But anyhow, yeah, it's a small world there. You never oh, know yeah. how. It's- <laughs>
Well, my so, husband pronounces his name Petri, but that would be in Germany, but we're here in America, so it's Petri now. <laughs> right, right, right. So hopefully we did okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that whole belly aching thing.